Welcome back, everyone, to Goody and Johnny Mo with the movies. We're bringing you another movie review tonight. We're going for episode 46. And in this review, we are doing MCU's Black Widow, the latest film in the MCU franchise. Yep. Uh, we saw this when it came out two weeks ago. We saw it in the theaters. It was nice to start seeing. Uh, that was definitely the, the crowdest or the busiest we've seen. I think so. The largest crowd in the uh, mm-hmm. in the theater so far since the, the return of, from the pandemic. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, there are going to be spoilers in this. Just be aware of that. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't care, then watch ahead. Uh, so before we get there, we're doing our traditional drink well, of the I'm, show. I'm not doing anything exotic this time. I'm still sick, stuck with my Bitburger from the bottle in my German Black Forest Brewhouse glass. Uh, I'm doing a, a good old for me. This is a Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Uh, have, I haven't had one of these in a while, actually. So I thought it would be good just to strike it up again tonight. So cheers. cheers. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to all of our podcast listeners. And then we have shirts. Oh, going down well. Your shirt is funny, so I'm going to do my shirt first. You go. I was trying to find my uh, Marvel shirt that had a whole bunch of people on it, and the Black Widow was on it. Oh, that's right. But I couldn't find it on such notice, so instead, I brought my Black Panther shirt, which is almost like the Black Widow, because it's got black in it, but it's, you know, it's a completely different character, but... <laughs> I figured it was a it was a good a good college try to get as close as I could to Black Widow as possible. So there's my Black Panther shirt. Uh, and for those of you that don't know what this shirt is, um, I didn't know what it was. Some of you fans out there of a, another franchise might recognize this. The brand Hennigan's is a spoof on a whiskey that was done in Seinfeld, uh, where they made Kramer take a bunch of shots to see if he would actually smell because Elaine was nervous that her boyfriend had started drinking again when he had been sober. Um, so if you don't really know some of the little symbols on here, there's no smell, no, no tell. tell. It'll be our little secret. These are all things that Kramer says when Hennigan's, he's drinking the Hennigan's. whiskey. Hennigan's, A-G-N-N-I. <laughs> so. Scotch Whiskey. 50% ale. That's kind of interesting. 50% ale. <laughs> I mean, they actually have that right now, which is kind of yeah, funny. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, but so, yeah, so a little, little Seinfeld uh, But that's a cool there. shirt. I like that shirt. I've so. never seen that shirt. Uh, Chris was like, oh, don't you know what this is from? And I'm like, I have no idea what movies are from. He goes, not a movie. I said, it's got to be a TV show then. And so he pulled up the, the Seinfeld clip, and I'm like, that's a Seinfeld episode that I have never seen before. And it's actually really funny. Uh, but uh, I, I like that. So I, so I appreciate that type of shirt. I'm a, a huge, huge Seinfeld fan. So uh, any chance I get to wear... I, I mean, it's, I don't have any Seinfeld shirts. So this was actually pretty cool because it's a whiskey shirt in and of itself. Even though yeah. it's a fake whiskey, it's still a whiskey shirt. Um, so with that, guys, let's get into our movie review. We should have did a shot of fake whiskey. Oh, along with this. Oh, this. Yeah, I would have well, that good. Yeah. We'll do that for the next video. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, all right, what are your initial thoughts on the film? Um, okay, so, latest film, the MCU. Um, it's a it's a flashback movie, actually. It doesn't take place in the in the you know in the in the basically the current line that they were doing. It actually take, right. It takes place after Civil War. In after Civil War and before Infinity Captain, War. I thought it was like. No, it was it's 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 after Civil War. I think it picks up after Captain like, America: Civil War. Yeah, and before before Infinity War. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it was a uh, it was interesting because I think what happened is um, at the end of the movie, Black Widow is on her way to she meets like doesn't she? She's basically her? leaving. To like go meet up with Cap. With Captain America. Yeah. But I thought that was when they hooked up. But that's when they met in Civil War. No. 
No, because no. if you remember Infinity War, Captain America and Black Widow are together trying to save Scarlet Witch oh, and Vision. Okay. So this is what they did. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. It's a little hard to keep track of like those little nuances. Well, there's been, there's, I think, like 24 there, There's so many now? movies. And at right. the end of the day, um, I think I'm like most people that have seen most of the movies Just once. only once yeah, true. in the theater, you know, and some of them, like, I've seen more than once, you yeah. know. I think the one I've seen the most is probably Thor Ragnarok. Cause that's you, favorite. yes. But, like, yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, you don't just, you know, you don't, you're not just rewatching all 30 of these films over and over and over again every, every time you can see them. And I think I've seen maybe the Avengers films a couple of times each. But, like, you know, it's sometimes it's hard. And, you know, even us, we're, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe nuts, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, but overall, I think the... I think the movie was good. Yeah, I mean, for it me personally, like I blew me away, but it was good. It wasn't bad. To it me, great. It this is somewhere I would say out of all the films, you know, you took all was it twenty three, twenty four films. I'd stick it somewhere probably either in the middle, you know. Uh, bless you. Thank you. I mean, that's, that's where I am. I thought there was some really good action scenes, some really good fighting sequences in this film. Yeah. Uh, even a couple of really cool like stunt driving scenes in mm -hmm. this. A couple of unbelievable things, but you know, that's yeah, that, pretty that's, much, that's that kind goes, of speckled through to almost all the That's things. par for the course with yeah. uh, with the MCU. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the characters I thought were really good. Well, I'll be and honest with you. let's talk about some of the characters I'm, in this. I'm, I'm glad to see Scarlett Johansson again as the Black Widow because, you know, as everybody should know, um, she really dies in Avengers Endgame. Endgame. You know, she's right. dead. She's not like a snap comeback scenario. She's dead. Yeah. You know, so, so to see her like come back, like obviously you knew this was a, a slight flashback. You just didn't know when it was set. Yeah. But having a whole movie dedicated to her was actually kind of nice um, because they hadn't done that yet. You know, you know, right. she didn't really have her own movie. Is this the first um, Hawkeye? Didn't oh have no, his it's own not the first either. female solo. I was like, is this the first female solo film? And I forgot no, Captain, Marvel Captain Marvel had hers. And then uh, even even all after that, Ant Man and the Wasp was only like a half film. Mm -hmm. There's only been like yep. one and a half. No, but it was it, you know it was about time that I, I mean Scarlet Witch. I mean uh, Black Widow probably should have had her own film in like. Yeah, the exactly. Third, the third, I think uh, she easily could have carried her own film. At the end of the day, like I think you kind of knew it would have been like an origin story taken back yes. in the day. But in fact, this one also oh, they didn't do an origin. It wasn't story. a no. It wasn't they, a true origin they film. Kind of went through her origin. They over weaved the course through of time. it. They weaved through it a little bit with some they flashbacks. They talked about it, and even yeah. they talked about it in other films too. Right, but you could definitely like piece it together a little bit, and 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 of course we see her sister yeah you get introduced basically to her her pseudo family florence florence Pugh plays her yeah, sister yeah and i want to um, i definitely want to talk about her because actually she's i think she's might be my favorite part of the movie and i thought she, I thought she did a, had a great performance she had a great performance her, her character was like really good like and she you know she's good looking but yeah. she's like you know she's, she's tough. like tight tight muscular type tough. Yeah. she kicks ass but she also is um she brings, I think, a lot of the emotional core to the film, much more so than anybody else. I think because she was the one that was left. Like, she's, like, estranged from uh, Scarlett Johansson's character. Yeah. Uh, Natalie, right? What do they call her? Nat? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, so her... They're, they're basically estranged in the film, and... and uh, is it Natalia, right? Natalia. Yeah. She goes back to... Was Being it Russia? 
Like, right, where, where'd she, she travel back? They're to? all she, Russian. Yeah. yeah, so I think like she went back to Russia to. Um, there was like some message or some. There was advice that she basically gets a hold of, and somehow it links. Like she gets the idea of having to go back home. Well, ultimately, yeah. Ultimately, what what happened is with with the, the sister is the sister became got free of the whole Black Widow spell. She right. she got exposed to this gas, and this gas is kind of around like the crux of the film. Like what you know, it's apparently it's a gas that that you know the Black Widows are under control. Of they're, like, they're almost like almost mind controlled to a degree. Yeah, they are. They, even to the point where um, somebody remotely can make them kill themselves. Yes, you know, and if you if something's going south, they can just you know self terminate. You know, even though they may not want to. But that was a, to. but that was an interesting twist too. The fact yeah. that there were so many Black Widows. Yeah, like. You know that I, that I didn't I didn't realize is that you know it's not just Scarlett Johansson in this uh, you know Natalia it was like her sister and then there's a whole group of Black mm-hmm. Widows that yeah. have basically been trained and they're all over the world doing yes. stuff you know it's actually um, you know yeah at the end of the it's day like, like, it's like the Treadstone like, program you know, from the Jason really, Bourne yeah, movies right it's really funny like you consider Scarlett Johansson to be the Black the Widow the Black Widow right but at the end of the day she's a Black Widow. Because yes. that's what they're all called. Yeah. And oddly enough, in the comic books, I don't think that's the case. Uh, unless, you know, maybe some newer, some newer, you know, the current universe maybe does something along those lines. But the, but the traditional Marvel universe from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s that I grew up with, I think the Black Widow literally was just a singular character oh and i've been calling her natalia it's not it's natasha natasha i don't know i don't know where the heck i got natalia yeah, from. No, natasha. no it's natasha, natasha. So, dude, don't yell at me all the fans out there but that they don't called her nat that, that would have been yeah. short for either mm-hmm. um i really enjoyed david harbour in this now obviously for yeah. most of you guys that probably and know him from stranger things david harbour's been around a while and he's you... like one of those character actors that yes. i recognize him i recognize him but but had a hard time coming Placing up with anything him. he was yeah. ever in. Like, he, like I, I've seen him. You know, you go look up his uh, his IMDb profile and he's in a ton of films just as like a side character. Mm-hmm. You know, never really the main guy. So, so the fact that like, you know, he gets his his big name from Stranger Things and now all of a sudden he's playing Red Guardian. Uh, Which I, thought, I have not seen. I'm assuming he's a parent in Stranger Things. Uh, kind of. He's the sheriff. Oh, okay. But I really want to see that. I'm yeah, you, know, you have to. Yeah. Well, we're going to sit down for that. Um, but he brought such a, he was part of like the comic relief of the film. Like he was definitely funny. Yeah. Uh, well, he plays and, a, a character called the Red Guardian. Yes. Who is basically supposed well, and, to be the Russian Captain America super soldier. Right. Type deal. And they basically make him, like they, they make you think that he is uh, Nat and the Yelena. I think you know, so. Mm-hmm. So you, they, the, her and her sister. You think it's, it's he's the he's the father, and he's not. Like he was basically acting as their father. Yeah. It turns out they were like a sleeper cell, yes. a sleeper cell family in the U.S. In the when US. the girls when the girls were kids. You know the you know the, you know you had the mother, the mother the Rachel Weiss, the father. You yeah. know, they were spies, and then you know these two kids that were you know they were probably grooming them to be in. Right. Probably in, you know, in, the, in the Black Widow program anyway. But they're not real sisters. But they were, you know, pretending to be this family 
um, and you kind of thought they were family until they make you believe you realize that. in yeah. the film at some point that you realize that, that they're, not, they're not. They're just all playing parts. And it would, but I, they were together for a couple of years. Yeah. Two years at least. It I think it was great. more. Yeah. The, that they were in the States and they basically, they just played the, you know, the, the, the great American family yeah. in the suburbs. And I think, uh, I think, and this is why uh, I always considered uh, Elena's character to be the emotional core of the film. Because when they when they all meet together, it's like they always joke about, oh, family reunion, you know, you guys are all lied to us and blah, blah, blah. And it was all a facade and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Yelena is the one. She was the younger sister. Yes. And she was young and impressionable at the time. And as a child, she, in her head, considered the family unit that she was in, even yeah. though it was what it is. She, that was, she, she made it her yeah, family. That was her actual she, family. Yeah, she well, internalized yeah. it and lived... Yeah. Those days, as if they were family, um, and you really see the, that play out when they all, when the four of them get back together. So yeah. eventually, the they, they, they meet so up. the two sisters have to go break out Red Guardian out of yeah. prison, uh, and then they go and find their you know uh, the mother, the spy mom, Rachel who is Weiss. Rachel Vice, who I, I've always loved Rachel Vice ever since she was in the Mummy. Always been a big fan of hers mm-hmm. and just about everything she's done. So uh, really cool to see her in in the Marvel universe. And she played an interesting character, you know. She played she played a scientist, and she just seems so cold hearted. Yeah. She 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 definitely plays the scientist uh, yeah. to the T. And you know, it, like basically like everything like to the, her was an experiment. The Russian cog in the wheel of Russian yeah. spy stuff. But yeah, so when they all sit down and they're all you know talking about how you know you were this and you were that, and I think I think Natasha says like you know it, it, none of it was real, and then. And then the sister the gets sister, she, she, she gets, gets she, gets, she gets, gets upset. It, she gets very upset and emotional. And I and I, I found that scene to struck struck the most emotional chords because you you feel empathy for her. Yes. Because she's like no, she's like no, you you you're wrong. You you're yeah. wrong. We you were my family. It was real for me. And she played that scene so well. Yeah. It's what it's what it's. I think it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I think that is like the emotional scene of the film yeah. is that, that table scene. Yeah, and it almost makes the other people kind of rethink their position that you know mm-hmm. maybe they're being a little too harsh and critical. At the end of the day, they, they know they're not family, yeah. but there was, there was something more real there like, than what they originally like that, thought. That scene slows the movie down so much and kind of makes you uh, like retro, like think back about everything. <clears throat> But the scene played out so well that you don't even notice like the time, like how that had slowed down, mm-hmm. like because there was there was just there was such development for all four of those characters yes. in that one scene alone. And I think that's what made the movie better than it normally would have been because I think they did spend time on character development yeah. as opposed to just you know action action like action, this action. this wasn't your traditional origin story. This wasn't yeah. like your your phase one. Uh, Marvel films, and I think it was better for that. I like. I'm actually kind of glad that you just that we didn't get like a straight up origin film of Black Widow. Yeah, because like I, you said, because we did get pieces of that in some of the other the older movies. Um, yeah, but you did you did get sort of flashbacks from her as a kid, which was yes. good. But you spend most of the time with her as you know playing basically an adult, Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson, albeit you know she should be a couple years younger. Than, than when than we were, when we last saw her, but that was okay. And the uh, 
so the the Red Guardian guy in jail, it was actually kind of funny those scenes because he's like you know this you know boisterous character in jail, <laughs> telling all these stories, you know about you know how he you know oh how he beat Captain how America. he like beat Captain America <laughs> yeah. and you know he's throwing out when it happened and somebody's figuring out that he's basically full of crap, like yeah. you know like you know. You it's know, like when did that happen? When did that happen? You know, wasn't <laughs> he Captain was, he America suspended animation <laughs> yeah. at that point? Are you making this up? And he don't like that somebody you know telling him you know calling him out <laughs> on a story. So he's you know he just has these endless strings of guys that you know want to beat he's him arm wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. And I, I, I'm sitting there going like, not for nothing. Don't they realize like you know like it's not like they don't know who he is. Everybody in the jail knows he's the Red Guardian. They know that the Red Guardian is a super soldier. He's not just some big, strong guy. You know, he's got super soldier serum. He's going to win every single arm wrestling match. You know, he's just going to take him down. Um, but it was funny um, when um, he, the, one of the things that they to help him to get out, they sent him a, a little action figure, Red Guardian yeah, action yeah, figure yeah. that had a pull string in it. Said all these, you know, yeah. phrases. It was kind of funny to see that. Um, I was very excited about the Red Guardian being in the movie, um, uh, not because he's such a great character. At the end of the day, in, in the in the actual comic books, the original Red Guardian, who is related to Black Widow in some way, it, it might even be her father. I'm not 100 percent sure. But he was only in two comic books. He was in Avengers number 43 and Avengers number... He was introduced in Avengers 43, and there he's on the cover, introducing the Red Guardian, and he dies in issue 44. He's <laughs> like... And that, that... I always said that this is one of the great things about the, the Marvel Universe, the Marvel comic universe that was created by Stan... Predominantly by Stan Lee and Roy Thomas back in the day, is that all of these characters, whether they were around for a long time or a little bit of time, they were great characters, and they can just pull anybody out yep. of these comics and throw them into movies. You know, they're throwing the Red Guardian there. Now, granted, the Red Guardian uh, was relaunched a little bit in the 70s. There was a female Red Guardian that was a member of the Defenders, and she was kind of cool looking. But, you know, that's not this iteration of the Red Guardian. And I'm a little upset because I have a really nice high-grade copy of Avengers number 43, and the new Overstreet Price guy just came out, and I was anticipating that issue to have a nice spike in value, you know, first appearance of the Red Guardian, you know, should be worth a little bit more than issue number 42 and uh, maybe 44. And lo and behold, it didn't. Just nothing. Worth just as much. And I'm just like, all right. Better wait till next year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year <laughs> I'll get my book. But in the meantime, I'm getting that signed by the writer Roy Thomas, just in case anyway. But, um, so I digress. But yeah, but like, um, you know, and that was cool that they pulled, you know, a character from the Marvel comic universe into yeah. this movie. You know, well, you've seen them do that more know? and more. You know, now especially with the it wasn't Disney, just Black Widow. Plus it was a whole streaming know, services. You know, all the all the shows that have been on Disney Plus between um, what is it, WandaVision, yeah, the Loki show, and then the um, well, yeah, WandaVision. WandaVision pulled in Act of the Harkness. Loki pulled in the the Time Variance Authority and and. Um, Prime director, whatever his name mm -hmm. is, you know, our, our Kang and Ravana, you know, all, all kind of good stuff. But, you know, and like so many of these characters are from the comic books, and you might, right. and you might not even realize. Like, I didn't even realize Ravana uh, was a Marvel character because apparently that's like Kang's daughter. I'm like, you know, like, I know Kang, but you know, <laughs> I don't know if I know everybody in Kang's family. But like, they're like, oh, yeah, it was Kang's daughter. I'm like, oh, okay, there you go. Good stuff. 
Now, the mother and the sister, I don't know if they exist in the comic books. Again, that might be just like a more recent thing. Well, I mean, obviously, I think this is all... So, the end of the film is basically, that's when, like we said before, uh, Natasha's leaving to go fight with Cap uh, yeah. and help out for right before Infinity War. You stay to the end credits, and at the end credits, it's Yelena at... Visiting, visiting Black Widow's, Black Widow's grave. Site because she is dead and still dead and, and is dead. Right. And to me at this point, we're thinking, okay, my, my head on this is that Yelena is going to become the new the Black, new Black Widow. Widow. And that's, you know... And to me, like, that makes sense. Because, like, you're keeping, yeah. you're keeping the character alive with right. a, a new person, but you're... You're not taking anything away from the other Black you know, and, Widow. And, and it just makes sense. And they're going to, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everybody's contract in the Avengers was kind of up, I think. But, like, they're they're continuing. Like, you know, okay, so, like, this girl is going to become the new Black Widow. Yeah. And, but these and, people are going to age out. So, like, you right. can't, they can't yeah. keep playing the same character. But, like, you know, like they're going to, the instead of Hulk, they're going to pull in She-Hulk now. You know, instead of right. Thor, they're going to pull in Jane Foster as a female Thor. You know, instead of Iron Man, you probably got War Machine. Mm. You know, instead of uh, Captain America, you got the Winter Falcon. Soldier. Yeah. Falcon, you got we Falcon, you got and, Falcon Winter and Winter Soldier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, you know, they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're doing, you know, this is, this is what they do in the comic books, too. Like, you know, when a character dies, somebody takes up the mantle. Well, the difference in the comics is that the characters never really age. But like in real life with these guys, right. like they do. So it's either you recast the part, right. or if you're going to continue along this one giant storyline, mm -hmm. then you have to somehow figure out a way to adapt and change these characters right. with a new actor. Well, the thing is, in the in the in the Marvel comics back in the sixties and seventies and eighties, the, the characters actually did age a little bit. They actually, and that's what happened. Is the Marvel the, the Marvel universe ran out? The characters got too old. And nobody had any creativity to create any new characters. So they just rebooted the whole universe with younger versions of the same characters. And they've probably done that two or three or maybe even four times already. Right. Because if you look at if you go to the comic book store today, for the most part, whether it's Marvel or DC, you know, there's not a lot of new stuff going on that's blowing people's minds. It's you know, it's you know, it's Iron Man and Captain. Oh, it's a America. lot of the older characters. It's all yeah. the older characters because everybody's just That's what like, everyone's used to. Yeah. But, no, but um, you know, and and so well, the, well, the one and, well, singer at the no, end. And, well, in the comic books, one of the main reasons why they always would bring back characters even after they died is for copyright purposes. Oh, to hold on to it. They yes. need, right. They that, need. They, that need I to, they need to hold on to the name. That's why there's like you know, you know, how many versions of Captain Marvel have there been since the original Captain Marvel died? Quite a few, because they ain't want. They ain't want to give up Captain. Well, they got when they got it when she, you know the original Captain say, Marvel. The original Captain was, Marvel was was Fawcett. And then uh, they let the the they let the the copyright run out, and Marvel got it. And then that character became Shazam. And Marvel's like, we're making sure they never get it back. So there is always a Captain Marvel in the, in the Marvel comics, just for that reason. <laughs> um, now you know the woman that Julia Louis Dreyfus is playing at the end of the film. Yeah, she, you know what? She's a Shield. She's like a, I don't know if she's a Shield agent. But she's always been like uh, associated with Nick Fury in the comic books, Countess Valentina, yeah. uh, something or other. She now you don't. Now you don't know this because you haven't. You didn't watch the, the whole series. I didn't watch. I she's, only watched like only one episode of Captain Winter Falcon. And she's Winter in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think she's in like two episodes of that series. And they're like they're later. 
in this yeah. in their later episodes. So I was actually very, you know, surprised when I saw her at the very end. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, ooh, who's she? And 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 uh, she actually is a really good choice for that for that part. In the scenes that she was in in the TV in the uh, the Disney Plus series for Falcon Winter Soldier, she was fantastic. I, I mean, obviously, hello Seinfeld. I love Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus. Well, Louis-Dreyfus. I think Julia Louise Dreyfus is a, a really good actress. Oh, she is. You know? And as a now that she's even older, you know, you know, since whatever, since Seinfeld, since Seinfeld. Since deep, yeah, you know, like she's like, and the Valentina character is like a, kind of like an older type, you know, sassy type. Oh, that's slick, exactly spy what she played. Type, you know, like, you know. Wait, if you if you watch Julia in yeah. that, uh, in, in the Falcon and Witcher Soldier series, that's exactly what her scenes put her as. The way she speaks to some of the other characters. Yeah. She, you hear that sass in her voice. And I can tell you right now, I, I watched the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and it didn't do much for me. And I, and I just, uh, I gave up on it. Because I, uh, to be honest with you, from the comic book perspective, I was never a big fan of the Falcon or, you know, whatever versions of the Winter, uh, like alternate With versions Bucky. of Captain America, whether it be Bucky or a U.S. agent. You know, I was, you know, I'm a Captain America fan. All those, all those side ones, and I was never really a big fan of the Falcon. I think you have to go back and revisit that. Well, series. I can, I'm, wa- I'm going to watch it. No, now, no matter what, yeah. because of her, because yeah. of because of. I think, I think you got to see like how that's all tied in. Valentina. So where, where this, where does this leave us? Like where, where does uh, Yelena come in? And it, it seems that well, they want to get her. It seems that she... They, they got a hard on for Hawkeye. They want to get her to yeah. get rid of Hawkeye. So the Countess, right? Mm-hmm. So she basically hands Yelena at the funeral, at the gravesite. She basically hands her a file and it's like, you want to get the guy that's responsible for, for your sister's yeah, death. It's basically like a contract. you know. Right. So she just takes it and then she walks off. So and, and now the Hawkeye series is coming out. I think later this year. TV show. Yeah. So that's going to be on Plus. Disney Plus. So I think you know that's going. She's yeah. going to eventually make an appearance in that. Right. And and uh, ultimately, what's going to happen is is they're going to realize that you know. Yeah, they're being played. You know. You know yeah. And, they'll and, come and, together. And then, and then they'll join forces, and mm-hmm. it'll be the new Black Widow and Hawkeye doing their thing. Yeah. Um, so we didn't talk about the villains at all. Oh, you know what? That's right. You know, were, so, so now talk so about the main. Well, the, now who would you consider the main villain? The main villain is the guy in charge of the Black Widow program. Right. He's the the guy. He's, he's controlling he's, everything. He's he's, he's the, the wizard of Oz. He's yeah. the guy behind the curtain. Um, you know, and so the whole the whole thing where the um, the 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 the, the, base, the home base is like this floating you know thing in the sky in the clouds. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, the, the red room, right? But I, I and, and, and I know they did this on purpose because, like, okay, so it's it. I mean, the black, the black widow. And all, it's like this is like a Russian spy thing. It's a spy mm-hmm. movie, and you know, and I think you know, so that they wouldn't, people wouldn't say that they were stealing from James Bond. They immediately, you know, threw the James Bond references in there. They actually showed scenes from, I think, Moonraker. Um, you know, there were there were they were actual scenes of James Bond films on TVs in various spots, and at the end of the day, you know, Moon in the in the in the Moonraker movie with Roger Moore from I think late seventies, I think seventy seven or seventy eight or seventy nine, I forget. You know, the the base is in the sky. You know, and then you have uh, the guy in charge of the Red Room. You know, he's 
very reminiscent of like Goldfinger, mm -hmm. you know, uh, via almost via The Sopranos. You know, <laughs> he's like a James Gandolfini type yeah, Goldfinger yeah, yeah. character. Um, that's a that's a good analogy. You know, so it was um, it was actually kind of interesting. I, I I almost feel like though he, I, I didn't like his character that much. I felt like it was. It was too weak. I was really interested in Taskmaster, Taskmaster more than yeah, than much him. more. He 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 didn't seem like to be like this, this mastermind. He almost seemed like to be like a, like a thug, like some sort of like yeah. mob. Thug. He was like the the Godfather, you know. Yeah. He was like the head the head ringer. But like when you see the guy, you're like, Natasha's gonna just kill him. Like she's so skilled. Like yeah. there's no way she can't just take him right out. But he's got these fail safes built in yes. that where the black widows can't hurt him. But apparently there was like a, you know, what do you call it? You know, there's like a loophole. Yeah, there's a, there's you know there's a there's a little porthole in the Death Star that you know, <laughs> oh you know we can we we got a way to figure we got a way to beat that. Right, and they um, they figure out a way around it, and as soon as they did that, then. Yeah. She basically just kicks his butt all over the room. So the, the the more interesting adversary in the film by far is Taskmaster. Mm -hmm. um, Which is different than the Taskmaster yeah. in the comics. So the Taskmaster in the comic books. Um, Very similar abilities. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a Bronze Age character from Avengers. Um, and of course I can't remember the issue because I'm a dingbat. But I want to say it's around issue 187, I think. Mm. You know, he's got a cameo and then a full first full appearance and he's on the cover. And it was a comic book I had as a kid. Um, I even got that comic book uh, as a birthday present for my brother that particular year. Probably, I think, 79 or 80. Um, and it kills me because I, don't ha I never got that issue again. All the comic books that I had as kids, I, I have almost none of them. But I've... I've bought those issues back over the course of time, you know, and thank God I got, you know, a Hulk 271 first comic book appearance, first color comic book appearance of Rocket Raccoon, where I bought that for $1.50 25, 30 years ago. You know, today that's a $200 book. But this is another one of those books where it's like, you know, if I only would have bought this 20 years ago, I would have been set because now it's like a $200 book and it's like annoying, first appearance Taskmaster. But um, in the comic books, he's a, he's a guy who just has like a photographic memory okay. that he can, but not just like, but like he can see what people do and he can mimic their abilities. Right. He can, he can just, he can do it. He can see, he can watch a film or watch somebody do something and then he can also do it. Which, which basically we see happen. Taskmaster's got this like a very interesting visor on. And it basically like almost analyzes the fight pattern. Yeah. And then at that point in time, and he could, but it's not just the person standing in front of him. Well, in this case, her. The Taskmaster character can also watch it, like watch a video yeah. of a fight scene yeah. and then and mimic that, it as and well. And it turns out it, it's actually a woman. It's the daughter of the, 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 the mobster. The, mob, the mobster yeah. guy. The mobster guy. He's not even a mobster. He's well, not. Well, he's not. Know, but maybe, it's just. He's probably Russian. Like mob. Russian mob. He's probably Russian mob. So, yeah. but, it's but really, yeah, so it's a woman. Yeah. And it's, it's more like computerized technology. Yes. Where it like. It takes in the data. It takes in the data, and mm -hmm. so she's able to like she's almost like robotic because I think she's had like parts of her replaced because she was you know heavily damaged as a kid mm -hmm. in the fire. That turns out that Natasha, 
as a Black Widow, like was trying to kill him and wound up, you know, Injuring she was the always had collateral damage. Uh, they always thought she was dead, but it turns out she wasn't. Um, so yeah, it's almost like I, I think the I think the suit. I think she's able to do it be, with because, because of, of the, the technology suit. of the suit. Mm. The suit is able to to do these things. Yeah, which I mean, and listen, and this for the MCU purposes, yes, I think that makes sense because I feel like with the technology and everything that we've seen in the universe so far on these films, to me, that's that's probably the right approach. And uh, oddly enough, um, there's actually actually uh, me and Chris, are, I I think I think you are, but we're members of uh, some Facebook groups, and one of them is. Um, a CGC Facebook group, and the other one is, uh, which like fans of CGC comics. The other one is more of a um, CGC show off your slabs. Mm. Um, it's, there's a lot less people in that group, but oddly, you know, they don't just talk about CGC books. They talk about a lot of a lot of comic book stuff. Um, but there actually were a number of conversations that I pulled up where that people were discussing, you know, how radically different. The, the Taskmaster, the, the movie Taskmaster, is from the comic book Taskmaster. Yes. And, like, is that a detriment? You know, is it even the same character? You know, did they take too many liberties? No, and does because... does that decrease or increase the value of the book? And at the end of the day, it increases. It doesn't matter. Taskmaster is a Taskmaster. It increases the value of the book. So that was a, that was a dumb I, question. I think, I think ultimately, it what works best for the film. Right. And like that, you can't mm-hmm. you can't adapt the character you can't throw the character in the film as it is in the comic if it's not going to work in the film. Right. The way they did it in the film to me, that that works. I think it worked absolutely. And and at the end of the day, I don't think any of the Marvel MCU characters are one hundred percent perfect adaptations of the comic. You know, none of them are. Not a single one. You know, they they differ by varying degrees, you know. And at the end of the day, you know, some you know I used to get into discussion with people about the X Men movies, and they say, yeah, that's not that's not what it was like in the cartoon, because to some people the cartoon is canon. And I'm like, right. no, 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 no. I'm like, the cartoon isn't like the, what it was in the comics. You know, to me, the comics are canon. But at the end of the day, when you're making a, an X Men cartoon, you're gonna do what you got to do. And at right. the end of the day, when you're making an X Men movie, you got to do what you got to do. Um, you know, these are characters that are inspired by, you know, by the comic books. Yes. And, you know, and, everyone you know, and, and it's, keep you know, it's the same name and usually the same powers and likeness, but sometimes even the powers are different. You know, it's, they, 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 there's been a lot of liberties taken with a lot of characters over mm-hmm. the years. And at the end of the day... Sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. Yeah. You can't even sit there and say, like, you know, you know even, like movies that are coming out today are, you know, for someone who says that you're a purist, well, okay, so there's the original Marvel comic universe from the 60s, 70s, right. 80s, and 90s. That was one fluid continuity. But since then, there have been at least two, if not three, if not four, Marvel universes in the comic books. So most of these characters existed in all four. So right. if you're, you know... You know, so if, which, you're, if you're adapting, you right, if you're adapt, adapting uh, a major character like the Guardians of the Galaxy, I can tell you right now, the Guardians of the Galaxy in the movies is more of a reflection of the more recent Guardians of the Galaxy and much less of a reflection of the original Guardians of the Galaxy in the 60s right. and 70s. You know, and at the, end of the, you know, at the end of the day, none of them are exact, you know, and there's but even... But the movie worked. 
You know, of course, yeah, and it's, and it's all about so, to me. It's all I, about making yeah, it work. I for think the it's film. a non-issue because you know you can't just sit there and say, "Well, that's not how they did it in the comics, and that's why it sucks." No, you can sit there and say, "That's not how they did it in the comic books," and that's it. And you can talk about the differences, whether they were good or bad, this and that. But it, there's nothing inherently wrong with changing it because nobody's going to be able to adapt, you know, these characters exactly the way they were. Because and, and, exactly, and these these. You know, these stories took place in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, which was decades right. ago. There's, you know, it's a different time frame. You know? yeah, as absolutely. long as it works, it's okay. I get upset when they do something different that doesn't work, and if they had done it more in line with the comic book, it would have worked better. Right. So, like, you know, you, they, so like, in my if opinion... You're going, they, if you're really going against the grain. Like, yeah, like, you know, if it, if it works, if either it works or it doesn't. But you know, if they do something really radically different, that really was stupid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, well, you know, maybe they should have done it more like the book because the comic worked. So, like, I don't know right now if uh, the Florence Pugh character, uh, Yelena, is is in the Hawkeye show. The, I think she's gonna be in the Hawkeye show. I don't know if she's in like, I, I don't know what her I history is with would, the comic. I think she would have to. I think she's gonna appear at some point. I, I don't know. I, like, that I was the segue into it. I yeah, think. that's like kind of putting her on that path like I, I don't know what the relationship is in the comics and like how that all relates I don't, I'll be honest with especially you I don't like, know the character at all especially like now in, in the comics because to me I feel like that's more of like a recent like decade like over the past decade thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know where something like that's happened so uh, I, I don't know anything too much about that I don't read too much Marvel so it's uh so to me, it's a mystery. But for well, me, and I don't read it, it worked, any new Marvel. It, it worked. It worked on film, and I'm happy to see that this character is going to continue on in the Marvel universe. Uh, and it, you know, I and I'm excited that Florence Pugh gets to play this character because I thought she did a great job. Yeah, I really liked her a lot. Like talking about reading comic books, I think I gave up reading comic reading Marvel comic books in the late in the late nineties. After the the debacle of the Clone Saga, which mm. people who know comics are going to sit and say, "Oh, yeah." Spider-Man Clone Saga killed <laughs> killed comic book readership and me included. One yeah. scene that I thought the, uh, we talked about, like you know, ridiculous scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think the most ridiculous scene in the movie that was hard to swallow was basically the whole free fall fight at the end of the film, where people are just basically falling from the sky, and everyone's like, "All right, oh yeah," and like 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 you know what, like. You know, Black Widow in Freefall is going to die. She can't fly. If she doesn't have a parachute, she's dead. She's going to hit the ground at, you know, 100 miles an hour. Right. And she's Stop. dead. You know, so it's like, you know, the entire time she's in Freefall, she's almost like, all right, now I need to do this. You know, let me jump off. And I'm like, you need to make sure you're going to stay alive. Like, they, it was too <laughs> cavalier about, like, you know, like, look. Like, I'm an Avenger. No matter what happens, I'm going to live. Like, well, no, not really. Like, you know, you're not Thor. How did she escape that anyway? Like, I almost like, forgot. Well, I, I honestly, that's the whole thing. I don't, I, don't I, know that it, I don't know that it makes sense that she was able to land on the ground and be okay. Like, like it was just all this stuff going on. And, like, people were falling forever. And people were going from person to person and from place to place. And, yeah, because, you know, like, well, I'll just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm on something that's falling, but I'm just going to jump right. off and go that way and fight this person. It's like, uh, it was very, to me, that was very loose with the laws of physics mm-hmm. and the laws of of of, of re- being well, that realistic. For, that was pure, pure entertainment right. value. Right, and it looked great. 
It looks great. But you sit there and you go. And you start to think about everybody's it. in free fall. They're all gonna die unless they, you know, get a parachute somehow. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? exactly. <laughs> you know, so that to me was the one part that strained. That was like I was like, all right, that's a little ridiculous. But it was only that one, so I think so. I think right. it was okay. That suspension of disbelief. Yeah, had that, to be suspended a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, that was a big. That one was one big suspension of disbelief, but it didn't ruin the film for me. No, because no, like I said, you know, when you when you do that every five minutes, yeah. it compounds Man. and it becomes annoying and it, and it takes away from like no, this I, is just silly. There wasn't really anything in this that like truly took me out of the film, and I was like, ah, uh, yeah, no, done. no, like I think like overall, like listen, Marvel put out another decent film. Um, I I don't put it in. The top fifteen. I no. I, well, I put I put it somewhere in the middle. It's it's a good it's a good middle. Well, of the how road. many? What were we talking? So twenty three. Let's say let's say there's twenty four, right? So do I put it? Oh, do I, I put it in the top twelve? Uh, I don't know if I put this in the top twelve. It's probably hanging right around like thirteen, fourteen for me. It'd probably be hanging right around there somewhere. At the end, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of there's a lot of middle of the road contenders. Oh yeah, you know, there's, there's, and you can really stand out. And then there's some really, in my opinion, really, really garbage ones that really like. Oh I yeah, didn't like it all. But you know, then there's like that whole middling group where they're all kind of like just hanging out there in the middle. Yeah. And it wasn't. And there's still like decent films. It's just it, you know, it's hard yeah. sometimes to to shovel them around because they like they're good, but they're not as great as you know some of your top five top ten now I, th- I think there was some sort of concern about the box office that it didn't make nearly as, nearly as much money as they were expecting and they were trying to figure out why and I'm like you know like you know well you know you're making a movie uh, about someone who who was just recently killed off and I'm like I don't think that's gonna have to do it I, I'll be honest with you I think it's all a you know a COVID thing I think the majority of the reason why A is that People are still kind of scared going to the film. Yeah. You got the you know the, you got the Delta variant out there now that a lot of people aren't going. I mean, worldwide, yeah. it was delayed by over a year release. Yeah. Exactly, it was delayed over a year, so the hype that originally was going into it has been diluted. It is really like shot down. Um, and then also the people that got to watch it on Disney Plus, but I also think that they have to take that into account. You know, you take that into account, account too. It's not like I don't know if you're considering that with the overall box office number because you're going to have a separate box office number, then you're going to have a Disney Plus premiere access number and plus aren't there aren't the movie theaters now still not at full capacity for where you could sit or did they open that up and now everybody can they can fill it up I I don't know I think that's dependent upon state yeah it could be you know also keep in mind you know what they've done with the last couple of years of movie theaters at least in New York is you know you know, basically, movie theaters used to be like everyone was jammed into this little chair. Yeah. And now everybody's got this like you know these lounge, big recliners, big lounge chair yeah. with a lot of room in front of them. There's there's less rows and there's mm-hmm. less seats per row. Yes. But you know, I think maybe they're charging more for the movies, so yeah, that's, a, that's how they're making up for it. Trying to give you the uh, life of luxury while you're watching. But the movie. yeah, like I think when we saw it, I don't think the movie theater was full. Maybe it was. No, I don't think it wasn't full. I mean, it was definitely fuller. Mm-hmm. I'll say that, but it wasn't like not every seat was taken. Yeah. I'll say that. So I would have a hard time believing that it was a box office flop. That no, I, that I, I don't believe. If anybody, but said it, you know, I think they were expecting to make more money off it. However, I just, I think yeah. you have to dial back the expectations a little bit. Still, yeah. it's like going to be a while before we get one of these, you know, hundred million dollar opening weekends. You know, right? They did the well. They had, they had that. Well, they, well, things like you know, like when Star Wars came out, like. Broke 
200, yeah. 300 million. Well, I think that's weekend. it. You know, the ones, you know, the really big two, 250, you know, those, you know, they, that's you know, going to be a while. You know, like I said, unless you're Star Wars, you're not going to just pull all that many, you know. The latest MCU movie is not going to pull that many people in at yeah. this time. It's not Endgame. At this time. It's not Avengers Endgame. And it's, you know? and it's, and we're still in COVID. Yeah. We're still, you know, they're even talking about like, uh, you know, a, another variant coming out that's, that's right. you know. So, so if you so if you haven't gotten vaccinated, I say I say you should get vaccinated. That's just me. Well, no more sad talk. We'll uh, let's let's end this on a good note. Yeah, but what is the next MCU movie to come out? Shang Chi. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shang Chi. Shang Chi is yeah. September. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I was yeah. sitting there going yeah. So we got a couple of blockbusters coming up. So uh, one we want to probably we're going to do a review for old. The M. Night Shyamalan film. Yeah, I think we will. We saw Old last right. week. So we saw we Old can last do, week. We can, we can go that. over that. Um, uh, next week is Suicide Squad. James Gunn's The, uh, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Starro! So, yeah. yeah. So, we got to see that. Yeah. Uh, we want to see that and review that. And then the last, and then the next thing after that will be Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And then you said in November, I think. Um, oh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, new trailer think, just dropped. Which I think we're really looking Very forward to. Very excited for that. Uh, James Bond, I think, is in October, November. No Time to Die. Okay. Pretty sure it's Daniel Craig's last film as James Bond. And I'll probably go see that. I'm, I'm not a huge that. fan of the new James Bond James Bond franchises. I, well, I'll be honest with you, I've never been a huge fan, you know, since any of the movies past Sean Connery. Like, mm. you know, to me, which Sean, is everybody else. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> which you know, is everybody there's, there's else. There's Sean Connery movies. He was the first. And then there's a bunch of people that, you know, try they to, say try they're James it. Bond, but they're not as good as Sean Connery because if you put all those James Bonds in a room and only one person can walk out, I'm telling you right now, Sean Connery's walking out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's w- w- with a smile <laughs> and a cigar and a woman on his arm and a whiskey. There's, um, I, I know there's a bunch of films that I'm probably forgetting. That are coming out between now and uh, and the end of the year, uh, I think Spider Man's coming out in December. And I'll be honest with you, like Shang Chi would not be normally a movie you would think would really pull you in. Because to be honest with you, the the, the Shang Chi in the comic. comic books, you know he's you know he's a karate guy, and but he's not nearly as cool as Iron Fist was. And he, even though he was around for a long time, I think he had a following. He's not like the most well known. Marvel character. I'm interested because the fight scenes alone in the trailer yeah. it looks really good. Yeah, no, so, it, it does look like good. I'm I'm a sucker for martial arts. Yeah, so I, I want to see the, that. Where, where they have uh, they pull in all the um, you know the the, the culture and, mm-hmm. and um, the the woman who plays his mother is I think that's his mother, right? Is um, you know she's from uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm-hmm. I, I I love her. I love her character. I love her. I love her. I love as her portrayal. Right. I, I love. I love her as an actress in whatever movie she's in. She she does good. Yeah. You know, and then they're gonna pull in you know the whole Mandarin and the Ten Rings and do all sorts well, of. Well, we'll see. Stuff we don't know that. about Mandarin yet. Yeah. Well, he's you not, know, is he, is he yet. is he Fu Manchu? Is his father oh, no, Fu Manchu or is it Mandarin? I think it's definitely in the, in the comic books. The father is Fu Manchu, but I think in the movie the father might be the Mandarin. No, I think it's Fu Manchu. Okay. I think it's Fu Manchu, and then I think what's gonna end up happening is somehow the Ten Rings are gonna get. To the real Mandarin. Ah, oh, okay, okay. By the end of the film, like that to me is going to be like the after credit scene, yeah. where like he gets, you know, someone's getting the, the ten rings. But uh, yeah, so no, I actually am looking forward to Shang Chi. So that, listen, over the next two months, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out. So I think that that's pretty darn. You exciting. know what? You know, things are starting to get back to normal. I think, yeah. as a to a degree, as a country, or at least in the, at least in New York State, 
you know, we're, we're, we're taking steps forward. Mm-hmm. We're also taking a couple steps back. But yeah, I think, I think we're taking enough. more steps forward. Yeah. And the good thing is, is for Goody and Johnny Moe at the movies, we have more opportunity to see movies now. And we can, <laughs> we can, uh, we can, we're fast approaching episode 50. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> we're going to get there. So, guys, with that, I think we're going to end up signing off. Yeah. Um, look for this to be posted. This will, this will be posted soon. And then uh, next will be old. So thank you guys so much for joining us, for watching, for listening. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Guys, stay safe out there, all right? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.